the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk on Dr. David Anderson. That's me. That's you. Are you ready to kick in with me? All I want you to do is give me a call because it's Theological Thursday. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. So glad to be hanging out with you because it is Theological Thursday, and we're going to get into the Word of God in just a moment because we're going to talk about how to study the Bible, something very basic, and at the same time, something that can be so very meaningful uh, as we who love God's Word want to make sure that we are rightly dividing the word of truth. And so if you want to learn how to study the Bible, uh, you want to know what is the best way for you to study God's word and how can you get the most out of it, then make sure you stick with me for this next hour. Maybe you can learn something from me. I can learn something from you and we can learn something from each other. I am going to pray and open us up, uh, as I always do. I want to say at the top of the show, though, if you've not given to Compassion International this month, would you be so kind to give something? I am trying to raise money for them. It's the first campaign I've done since I started the show 11 years ago. And the reason I'm doing it is because I wanted to partner with them because we sponsored a child for so many years, Amber and I, and then we gave to this campaign called Fill the Stadium to Help Children in Crisis. It's it's a one-time gift in the name of Christ. And if you'd like to do that, text the word SAVE to 97646. If you've been praying about, Lord, where can I put some of my resources? Well, why not a one-time gift? 500 bucks would be perfect. If you can afford more, awesome. If you can't afford that much, fine. Give whatever the Lord plays on your heart, okay? Just text the word SAVE to 97646, or you can go to my website, andersonspeaks.com, and you'll see Fill the Stadium to help children in crisis. Hey, listen, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to talk about how to study the Bible. Uh, is this a topic that you're interested in? Would you like to um, you know, learn some more about it? Or maybe you already have it down. And if you do, maybe you might want to share how it works for you. All right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing us to have your word that we can not just hear and listen to, but we can in- engage with and interact with. Thank you for preachers and for teachers and for brothers and sisters in the Lord who stimulate us toward uh, good deeds, good works, and also uh, being encouraged by your word. Now, Lord, I pray for your covering over today's show. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen 
and amen. There are a couple of the ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or embracegracism.com. If you want to give me a call today in studio, my phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. If you want to memorize the number, just remember the word bridge. 88843 bridge. So, what is the best way for you to study God's word? Uh, how can you get the most out of the Bible? Well, I was telling my congregation not long ago, and some of you will also remember if you were on my Facebook, a Bible study uh, run there where I did 10 straight Bible studies last May and June when the pandemic hit on Facebook Live. You'll remember some of this material because I think that it's important that you know how to study God's Word, especially if te- technology is not working. If if something goes out, you know, we had this pandemic and we weren't able to see each other uh, who were in our lives for months, for some people, 11, uh, 12, 13, 14 months, right? And so you just never know when you're going to be alone and not have all the connectivity or the resources that you were leaning on when the world was going the way it was prior to the pandemic. So I wanted to invest time teaching you how to study God's Word. So that's what I'm going to do today. I do want to interact with you. So if you have questions about how to study God's Word or uh, maybe particular passages that are confusing to you, there are a lot that are confusing to me, and I'll be honest with you, uh, if I don't understand the passage. But this would be the time to figure out, so how do we do Bible study or hermeneutics, as the theologians call it in seminary and Bible college, you know, the the art of studying the Bible. So you ready to do that? And let me give you my number, and then I'll give you some introductory uh, thoughts on this. I'll also go to the phone lines, but let me get some of this information out. And uh, first of all, look at your hand. If you have, you, know, you all have a hand, but if you have the opportunity to look at it, you'll have a thumb, a pointer, a middle finger, a ring finger, and a pinky. This can be a memory aid. Five ways to engage God's Word. Now remember, in order to grow, you need the Word of God, you need the people of God, and you need the Spirit of God. But when we talk about the Word of God, think about the five fingers. Here's the first one, the thumb. Hear the Word of God. you got to place yourself where you can hear God's Word from His preachers and teachers, uh, maybe on the radio, uh, maybe out in nature, but you got to hear God's Word. How can they hear without a preacher. And so remember, people develop by hearing first and foremost, not by reading, right? Children can speak a language. They can speak English or Japanese, or they can speak Italian, and they don't even know how to write it. They don't know what the symbols are, but because they hear it, they can understand it and speak it. Back in the Old Testament, when uh, Ezra and and uh, Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was building the wall, Ezra would speak the word of God. The people would stand up and they would hear it. And so hear God's word. Be willing to say, God, what are you trying to say to me? You've got to believe that God speaks. And if God does speak, you got to believe that he speaks to you. And if he does speak to you, then how does he do it? Well, one of the primary ways that God speaks the word is through the word, okay? Uh, So that's the first thing, hear the word. 
You point a finger. Remember this. Read the word. That's when you actually think of your finger reading a book. You go through a book and you read God's word. All right. You're not going deep into it. You're just doing a cursory reading. And you may read that passage uh, two or three times before you try to break it down. Just read it. All right. Here's the middle finger. And that is meditate on God's word. That's when you take a portion of that passage and you just meditate on it. You chew on it. You let it sink and seep deep into your spirit. Okay. That's the meditating of God's word. And then the ring finger is that that's the memory finger, right? Like you put a ring on to remember that you're married or to to remind other people that you're married. Right. And that's the word memorization. So we've got hearing, reading, uh, meditating and now memorizing. Now you choose out of that passage that you read, and then you uh, from that passage you then meditated on a smaller portion of it. Now from that smaller portion you want to memorize a verse or two or three, okay? And the way you memorize it is you keep repeating it over and over again out loud. You write it down, but you're repeating it. Why? Because you want it to be in your memory for recall. Meditation takes it down to your spirit, but memorization puts it in your head and in your memory, okay? And then lastly, and this is this is the pinky, and that is study God's word, okay? Now, studying means that you're going to now see what passages connect to other ideas to other passages. You're going to read theological works to see what uh, others have said about the passage with commentaries. You're going to look into the original language of the Hebrew and the Greek. You're going to see where certain words are being connected throughout the scriptures. This is studying God's word. So this is the cursory understanding I want to give you right at the beginning. I'm going to go to my commercial break now. When I come back, I'm going to get to the phone lines, but I want to make sure you've got the five ways to engage the word of God. Hear it, read it, meditate on it, memorize it, and study it. Are you ready for today's session? It's Theological Thursday. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15 plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Waterproofing before the Improve Remodeling, the name that begins with an E and ends with an E. E stands for excellence, and that's exactly what you'll get when you want new windows or doors. Just like Amber and I, we got new windows and doors because we wanted our French door to be a slider so we could let the dogs in and out, and so we called Improve Remodeling. They came to the house, they installed new doors and windows in the kitchen, and they were picture perfect. Call Improve Remodeling today. Here's their number. 240-505-4945. 
44. That's Improve Remodeling. Their name begins with an E and it ends with an E. It stands for excellence. If you want to find them online, just go to improveremodeling.com. Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good, it's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's, it just gives us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time, um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation. is not just a phrase. It's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm live in studio, and I'm doing my try to help uh, the children around the world with compassion international serving them with the love of christ with the resources god's blessed me with and i'm asking you to do the same so if you want to help me out go to andersonspeaks.com and see what you can do to give a gift that will help a child come to know the lord and get physical and spiritual help for an entire year hey thanks a lot go to andersonspeaks.com fill the stadium to help children and crisis is the campaign now, I'm talking today about Bible study. What's the best way to study God's Word? I gave you five ways to engage God's Word, uh, and now I'm going to go a little bit deeper with you. But before I do, let me go to Derek, who's uh, holding on in Triangle, Virginia. Hi, Derek. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Well, I'm blessed. How are you today, Doctor? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What do you think? Yes, sir. Um, I have a question Um about uh, how to study the Bible concerning, you know, I can't go to the barbershop, everybody talking about this uh, vaccination shot, mm-hmm. and people want to know, uh, is this the mark of the beast? And don't take it. So if I'm studying the Bible, how can we just go there to know about 
where to find exactly what is the mark of the beast. Okay. And people are saying it's a 666. I know you've had this topic before, sure. but I just was driving and wasn't paying attention. But can you just kind of make it plain for me how how we can study? Because I think the whole church needs to be talking about this issue right now because it's important. Well, yeah, uh, so I did uh, some studies on eschatology, and people can find that out on my Facebook page back from last May and June if they want to go a little bit deeper about the end times. But the whole idea of the mark of the beast coming out of out of the book of Revelation and, and Daniel is, is the idea that there is going to be a time when uh, tribulation will come on the earth. Here's the thing. The believers, you know, those of us who follow Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we don't have to worry about it because we won't be here when that happens. But when uh, the the beast, uh, you know, and the man of lawlessness, as the scripture talks about, or you may have heard of the Antichrist, when all these things are uh, set into motion, those that are on the earth at the time are the ones that really kind of need to worry about it. Now, here's the thing. Do we know exactly what that mark is? We do not. Uh, could it be a vaccination? I suppose that it could be, but I don't believe that even if it was a vaccination, that it would be this one. All right. Because uh, we are looking for an identifiable mark that associates you with the Antichrist, just like baptism does for believers or circumcision did for the Jews. So circumcision for the Jews was to mark them so they would so they could stand apart to be different than anybody else at the time. When you get baptized, that's like a New Testament circumcision, if you will, for believers. Now, yes. a- after that time, so you got the Old Testament, you got the New Testament. Now, once the believers are gone, there's going to be sort of one more act or one more phase of humanity, and it's in that phase when people are worshiping uh, the beast, like Revelation 20 talks about, and that's the passage you may want to read sometime when you get a chance, but all that's going to happen, we're not going to be around for it. Uh, There's a seven-year tribulation period, there's a thousand-year millennium, and there's a bunch of stuff that's happening during that time, which includes the mark of the beast. Let me just read it to you. Uh, John says, I saw thrones on which uh, were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their, listen, foreheads or their hands. So we're getting vaccinated in our arms, not in our foreheads and not in our hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And so these are the people who during the millennium get saved. Now you and I, again, if if God comes back today, uh, we're not going to be here during that time period. But those who get saved during that very difficult time period uh, are going to go through amazing problems, <laughs> tribulations and storms. But they're going to be faithful people who are like, no, I'm not going to bow to Satan and I'm not going to take the mark on my forehead or on my hand. And they, they're the ones that are going to be persecuted, maybe even beheaded. 
Wow. Is that helpful to you? That really put it in my lap. Yes, it did, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for your wisdom. And you've put me at ease because I already got fully vaccinated. So I'm like, Lord, don't let me be too late. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, Derek? I'm doing a... Uh, a webinar this coming Sunday night, April 11th, 2021, with the number one biomedical scientist in the entire world. He is the director of the NIH. He is Dr. Anthony Fauci's boss. His name oh. is Dr. Francis Collins. And him and I are going to do a webinar together this Sunday night at 7 p.m. If you want to check on my Facebook page, you can watch it. We're going to deal with vaccinations and people of faith, okay? Thank you very, very much. <laughs> All right, God bless you. That's Derek in Triangle, Virginia. So, yeah, the whole vaccination thing, people say, well, I want to live by faith. Well, listen, there's a difference between faith and wisdom. All right, and I'll mention this a little bit more on Sunday night, but there's a difference between faith and wisdom. If you're not vaccinated, uh, I want you to have the opportunity to do so. Next Wednesday at my church, I'm going to be uh, with the governor of the state of Maryland. We're going to vaccinate people right here on my Columbia campus. You'll get more information uh, on on my website. It's not up there yet. I'm just giving you all a little head start. Okay, we did it yesterday. We vaccinated a couple hundred people. Uh, that was not as public as this one. This one, uh, anybody who wants to get vaccinated, you can come to my place, drive through in the parking lot, get vaccinated, get prayed for too if you want to, okay? So uh, heads up, all right? Now, um, what's wisdom? Well, if you get vaccinated in faith, you're covered. If you don't get vaccinated in faith, you're covered. You may not be covered by, by, uh, from coronavirus, but you're still covered. But there's a, because faith is faith no matter whether you do it or not. Wisdom, however, says what decisions should I make based on uh, the data, the facts, and what is uh, most, most wise, all right? So there you have it. Okay, there's a little bit of a sidetrack, but kind of not because we got to understand that the Word of God speaks into many of these issues, but one of the things that the Word of God teaches us is wisdom. Now, it also says in the Bible, in 2 Timothy, that we are to rightly divide God's Word. Now, uh, I'm not going to say I've always rightly divided God's word because you think that you're rightly dividing it, right? And then you learn a little bit later, the more knowledge you get, like, man, I kind of I kind of looked at that uh, with, with blinders on. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then I studied more and realized, oh, wow, I, I was wrong uh, about about that, right? So that's why somebody can read and say women shouldn't have jewelry and, and makeup and all this other stuff because they read a passage. But if you do not have a broader understanding of the scripture, you will misapply the passage. That's why I'm going to teach you uh, a couple of Bible study methods. I don't know if I have all the time to do it, but I'm going to give you at least one really good Bible study method uh, in the second half of the program. But before I get there, let me just uh, set the foundation one more time. I've already given you five ways to engage God's word. Now let me just remind you what it says in 2 Timothy. Uh, uh, well, let's go to 3.16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. That means that the scriptures have been inspired by God and is useful for four things. Listen, teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Okay, those are the four things. It was it was inspired by God, and here's what it's useful for: teaching, that's teaching you the word of God and telling you what to do; rebuking, that's telling you what's wrong and what you shouldn't be doing; correcting, that's getting you back on the right track after you were rebuked 
because you were on the wrong track and training in righteousness. That's to keep you on the right track once you've been corrected and put on the right track. And why? So that the man of God, women included, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So God gives us his word because his word will work in our lives. Got it? Now, when I get back shortly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you a Bible study method called observation, uh, applic- uh, observation interpretation application. Okay, remember those three words, okay? Write them down if you happen to be in a position where you can do it or text it to yourself. Observation, interpretation, application. That's what I'm going to teach you on the other side. I'm also going to be taking your phone call. So if you want to uh, talk to me about it, if you have a question about how to study the Bible, uh, then this is the time to call and get in. My phone number is 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Lastly, if you're trying to sell your house, remember before putting it on the market and going through three or four months of getting everything together, uh, where you got to, you know, invest in a new kitchen and you got to get all the landscaping and then you got to put it up on the market and people got to walk through. Guess what? You can bypass all that if you want. Just go to hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. I'll be right back. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Americans' trust in the media is at an all-time low. CBS News and 60 Minutes have recently demonstrated why. Florida has successfully partnered with the private sector to get COVID-19 vaccines to as many residents as fast as possible. The state's arrangement with supermarket giant Publix has been leading the way. Rather than focus on the success of that partnership and others, 60 Minutes ran a hit piece on Governor Ron DeSantis, accusing him and Publix of engaging in a pay-to-play scheme to administer vaccines. To cook this story, the CBS program deliberately edited the response from DeSantis that definitively refuted these allegations and hid those facts from their viewers. The segment was so scurrilous that two Florida Democrats blasted CBS for airing what they labeled an intentionally false segment consisting of, quote, absolute malarkey. CBS News smeared both DeSantis and Publix to interfere with American democracy. We must hold them accountable for this disinformation campaign. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. WAVA and Living Well want to thank you for being kind to others in these trying times that we're living through. Find out how performing a random act of kindness every day for 30 days can help benefit you and someone whom you deeply admire. Enter the Kindness Challenge today. It's easy. Just go to WAVA.com and you'll have a chance to win along with your nominated hometown hero. Sponsored in part by Living Well, leading people to healthier and spiritually meaningful lives. Share your kindness with others. Go to WAVA.com. That's WAVA.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Alexa can play WAVA-FM and hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. On WAVA, you can get rich every morning. Richly, weekday mornings at 6, 105.1 FM, WAVA. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. 
But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Breck, Animalist number 65233. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're in the second half of the show, and we're talking on this Theological Thursday about how to study the Bible, what's the best way to do it, and how can you uh, find a way that is most helpful uh, to you. Uh, Feel free to give me a call if you'd like to join me in today's topic. Maybe you have a question about Bible study. Uh, My number is 888-432-7434. Somebody even suggested that maybe on some theological Thursdays, maybe choose four weeks or something and actually do a Bible study. Uh, I might do that if you guys are interested in that. You can always email me when you go to andersonspeaks.com, and we can uh, we can talk about that if you'd be interested in it. And if you'd like to see some Bible studies I've already done, I did 10 Facebook Live Bible studies. Uh, I don't have the link in front of me, but I know if you go to my web, uh, not my web page, but if you go to my uh, Facebook page, at Anderson Speaks is the handle. That's how you get to me. You just type in Facebook, at Anderson Speaks. Uh, those Bible studies are posted there. I, not only the video of them, they're like an hour or two hours. But I think I have some notes up there as well. But I know it was in uh, May and June of 2020, 10 Bible studies. And we did some on uh, eschatology as well, which is the doctrine of the last days. Now, uh, Rebecca Rod- uh, Rodriguez asks me on my Facebook page uh, about First Kings 21, verses 28 and 29. Let me read it. Um, It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, verse 29. Have you noticed how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring disaster in his day, but I will bring it on his house in the days of his son. Her question has to do with, uh, I think, tying sin from generation to generation. We know that from the Old Testament and specifically the Ten Commandments, you'll often read to the third and to the fourth generation. And so uh, what we do does have generational impact. Think about it physically. If, if you make a million dollars or $10 million in this life, if you set that up for your sons and your daughters, they will be born into a different uh, world, into a different environment, not because of anything that they did, but because of what you did in your day, it is then blessed upon them, right? Well, the same is true uh, if you if you don't do uh, certain things, for instance, if you end up going to prison for your life and you don't make any money, right? But you uh, you know you uh, had a child, and now that child 
is born. Listen, it doesn't mean that they're destined to be prisoners, but what it does mean is they didn't they weren't born into into money. They weren't born into business, right? And so it just makes sense physically. Well, spiritually it's the same. All right. If you are are a believer and you are pouring seed into the soil of your children's heart for Jesus, then uh, they are going to come back later and trust Jesus. Now, it's not a guarantee in every situation, uh, just like when you're planting seed in a soil. Some soil is good, some's not. But the chances are much greater if you plant the seeds, you know, but if you don't plant the seeds, you're going to get 100 percent surety. Uh, that they're not going to come to Christ unless God does a miracle and brings people into their life. And, of course, we know God is about that business, isn't he? So praise him for that, because some of us may not have had parents who poured into us, but we went to work and someone shared Jesus with us. And at work, we came to know the Lord. So this is this is God's grace. Now, Ahab humbled himself. And as a result, God is saying, "Okay, even though I'm bringing judgment, I'm going to suspend it because of you because of your humility, but it's still going to be visited upon your son. And so um, we, we see that, you know, God can suspend um, judgment, okay? And God can exact judgment, and only he knows that timing. Now, it doesn't mean that that judgment after his son then goes to the next generation. And we don't know, too, when you get to these situations, maybe that son, it didn't happen in this case, but that son could repent. And God would say, you know what, then I'm going to visit it on the next one. Before you know it, God's like, you know what, forget about it. Forget about it. So there are times when God will relent uh, directly co- correlated to the way we repent. All right. And we know this about God because he's merciful. He will sometimes relent because of the way we repent. All right, so there's the answer, uh, the best I can do. Tony writes, uh, what's the difference between exegesis and eisegesis? Well, exegesis, ek, is the word out from the original language in both uh, Hebrew and even in, in, in Greek. Uh, ek, uh, exit, exodus, ek means out. So exegesis is pulling out of God's word what's in there. All right, pulling out of God's word what's in there. Eisegesis is putting stuff in the word that's not there. And a lot of people are doing eisegesis. They're just inserting into the word uh, what's not there. I, exegesis is you're pulling out of the scripture what is actually there. It's the proper way of studying uh, the scripture. So being exegetical, saying, I'm not going to read my sermon into the passage. I'm going to allow my sermon to come out of the passage. Right. And uh, even Jesus, it says he came up out of the water. Ek. That's why when people talk about baptism, should it be sprinkle or immersion? We say immersion uh, because he came up out. Ek. Uh, baptismo. He was, he was submerged, but then he came up out of it. How do you come up out of a sprinkle, right? Okay. And how do you come up out of it if you are not on your own two legs? So uh, there you have it. That's a little bit of, uh, 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 you know, a, a thinking process of how I look at the scriptures. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk about observation, interpretation, and application. You don't want to miss this. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thank you. 
the developing world, the face of the pandemic is not an elderly person. It is the face of a child. They are not dying of the virus. They are dying because they have no food to eat. UNICEF recently reported that 10,000 children are dying of starvation every month as a result of economic devastation caused by the pandemic. Dr. Anderson is making the choice to help save these children from hunger and disease. He is joining Compassion International's Fill the Stadium campaign to provide food and care to 70,000 children in crisis. 70,000 is the size of an average NFL stadium. That's why our campaign is called Fill the Stadium. Each seat represents one child who needs our help. During the month of April, Dr. Anderson is asking listeners to help provide food and care to children in crisis. He is asking you to help save one child from hunger and starvation. Go to www.andersonspeaks.com and find out how you can help save the life of a child in urgent need. Wow, Missy, tell me the good news first. I got a new job, and I am so excited. Congratulations. So what's the bad news? I have to move quickly, and I don't have a lot of time to sell my house. Mm. Have you called Pete at hometownhomebuyers.biz? No, I haven't. Really? Pete can actually buy your home within the next day or so, and you can be gone in a week. Even if you need him to help you get everything out, his company can do that for you. Really? Wow. What's his number? His number is 888-623-3533. Or you can catch him online at hometownhomebuyers.biz. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Anderson. I'm going to call Pete right now so he can buy my home. Can I read his number back to you one more time just so I have it right? Sure. Okay. Mm 888-623-3533. You got it right. 888-623-3533. Hey, congratulations on your new job. Thank you. Now sell that home so you can get out of town. (laughs) I will do. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? (laughs) Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors go to laser with a z landscaping llc on facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn 240-516-4967 for those who live in the prince george's county and surrounding areas their number once again 240-516-4967 it's laser landscaping or just ask for the owner fidel and make sure you tell fidel that Dr. Anderson said. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Happy Theological Thursday. Are you doing okay today? Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. Uh, we're talking about Bible study and uh, how to do it, how to study the Bible. There are many different ways to study the Bible. You can do a book study where you take a book of the Bible and you just focus on that one book. You can do a character study where you take a character. It may go over several books, but you're following the character. So the character of David. Well, you're going to find things about David in 
Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Psalms, right? So you're following the person and any, anything written about the person, even in the New Testament about David. And that, that way you get a complete picture of the character of David, not just one story or two popular ones, you know, like David and Bathsheba or, uh, uh, you know, the David fighting Goliath. Those are big stories that we teach kids and stuff, but there's more to David than that. And when you study the whole character of David, you begin to see uh, see the Bible in a, in a certain way as it engages with that character. Or Ruth, right? So that's that's called a character study. So you can do a book study. You could do a character study. Uh, and here's a study that I want to share with you called Observation interpretation application so you take a passage and the first thing you do would be to observe it here's the question that goes with observation what do i see okay the next step and i'm going to go over that in a second the next step is interpretation what does it mean that's the question that goes with it and then the third word is application how can I apply this to my life or what can I do? So three words, observation, interpretation, application, and a question with each one. Observation, what do I see? Interpretation, what does it mean? And application, what can I do? All right. All right. So let's say we take a passage. You want to do it together? Let's say we take a passage like uh, the gospel according to John and uh, let me just read it to you, several verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. All right, so let's just take those five verses. There's more, but let's take those five verses. And I say, as your Bible teacher, let's do observation. Observation is what you see. So what did you see in those five verses? Well, of course, you need to have your Bible out, but uh, you probably even hearing it could pick up some things. For instance, uh, you know, the word was mentioned multiple times. So you might write down word word and you keep writing it down how many times was word in the passage how many times were other words repeated in the passage like light how many times was light in the passage how many absolute words were mentioned like it says through him all things were made without him nothing was made that was made in him was life how many, so uh, how many times does it mention him him him. So it's all about him. So anyway, that's that's observation. Okay, what do I see? And you know, do I see repeated words? Do, do I see absolute words? Uh, do I see uh, an image? Do I see multiple characters? It's what I see. That's observation. Then you have interpretation. So so what does it mean? What does it mean? And this is where people uh, kind of get uh, sideways and, and miss it. And this is the most important thing. Once you observe it, you got to interpret it. And this is important because the Jehovah's Witnesses will, will say that Jesus is not God, right? But if you read this passage in verse uh, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, 
they're saying, well, that's the word. And I'm saying, yeah, that's the word, but that's Jesus. I'm like, How do you know it's Jesus? Well, you interpret the scripture with the scripture. If you keep reading, you get to verse 14. Listen to what it says. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Who are we talking about there? We're talking about Jesus. So it says the word became flesh. Who became flesh? Jesus became flesh. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the word. Now go back to verse one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now we're going to interpret it. Word is also Jesus. So you could say in the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, who? Jesus. All things were made. Without him, Jesus, nothing was made that had been made. You see what's happening here? And so we just went from observation, where we saw the word, the word, the word, the word, to interpretation, meaning the word meant Jesus, and we could see that from the context. All right? And then uh, you have application. That means what what can I do? How do I apply this into my life? And, of course, the way we apply this, I mean, you can you come up with your own applications, but he's full of grace and truth. Uh, and the bottom line is the world received him not. But it says, yet to all who received him, in verse 12, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So how would you apply that verse? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. How would you apply that? You may say, well, um, I can apply it by receiving Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you've already received them, maybe you could say, hmm, maybe I should tell people uh, that this verse is in the scripture. Maybe I should share this verse with three people tomorrow. Maybe I should share this verse on my on my social media today. You see, so applications about how you take God's word and apply it to your life. Observation, what do I see? Interpretation, what does it mean? Not what does it mean to me? But what does it mean? That's what a lot of people do wrong. They read the scripture and then they say, oh, now what does this mean to me? And they immediately personalize it. But remember, when he was writing it, he was writing it for the meaning and the purpose of why he was writing it for its meaning and purpose. So you got to understand that meaning and purpose first before you take it to yourself personally. Because if you misinterpret God's word, then you'll misapply God's word, right? This is why... Uh, people mess up context all the time. Uh, for instance, if I said girls in jeans are bad, if I preach that as a preacher, you know, girls shouldn't be wearing jeans. Ladies shouldn't be wearing jeans. They're just bad. Well, people may say amen, and I may be able to quote a couple of, of, of you know, scriptures on modesty, but am I biblically uh, correct and in, in, in women shouldn't wear pants? Uh, am I biblically correct, or is that just my mis- application or my my preference well i'll i'll clean this up on the other side of the break i'm going to tell you why it's wrong to to take that interpretation women shouldn't wear pants to church i know it's been preached for a long time but it's because of misinterpretation which leads to misapplication i'll be right back
It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Hi, I'm Mark Livingstone of Cornerstone First Financial, and we're proud to be the presenting sponsor of this year's Kindness Challenge. To enter, just go to wava.com and you'll have a chance to win $12,000 towards a new vehicle and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. Make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge and come visit us at cornerstonefirst.com. Don Crow here for the Bible League. I'm sure many of you are aware that our fellow Christians are suffering in Africa. Pastor Lumo ministers in Mozambique near the Indian Ocean. He's been beaten and jailed many times, not merely for what he believes, but for how he lives out his faith. And he's been quietly and faithfully sharing the gospel with Muslims, and many are coming to Christ. But extremists have assaulted Lumo, his family, and many in his church. They're not asking for an end to the persecution they face. Instead, they are praying for God's Word to endure and persevere as new followers of Christ. That's why we're partnering with the Bible League to send Bibles to nearly 7,000 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10 $100 sends 20 and every gift given will be doubled when you call 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. 800-937-9673 or click on the Bible League banner at WAVA.com. It's spring and you're probably thinking to yourself, I need to lose weight. The reality is life is very hard now and many of us are gaining some unwanted pounds. Hi, I'm Steve Reynolds, pastor of Capital Baptist Church, and I can help you lose weight. I'm also the author of the book, Bod for God, and the creator of the Losing to Live Weight Loss Competition. I've lost over 100 pounds and now I want to help you be a big loser through our Losing to Live Weight Loss Competition. Why should you participate? Because it works. Our previous competitions have resulted resulted in literally tons of weight loss. No wonder Fox News labeled me the anti-fat pastor. Don't try to lose weight alone. Join a team of losers. The next Losing Live Weight Loss competition begins soon, and we're offering this program both on-site and online. Quit procrastinating. Sign up today by calling 703-560-8677. That's 703-560-8677 or online at capitalbaptist.org. That's capitalbaptist.org. This is WAVA's Dennis Williams. In a world that seems more and more divided, we want to do all we can to bring us together and stand. Stand with Israel. Visit the land where the Bible comes to life as we stand shoulder to shoulder with our friends in Israel on our Stand with Israel trip, October 27th through November 5th, 2021. Be inspired as we walk where Jesus walked and grow daily in his word. Go to WAVA.com, keyword Israel. If you're dealing with water in your basement or you need a new roof, go to bestbuywaterproofing.com. They can serve you in that way and they will uh, give you really good treatment because they're a good company, but also because they love my listeners and many of you have used them. So bestbuywaterproofing.com. Check them out and tell them that I sent you and get that investment in your home done. Okay. Now, you know, women wearing pants are bad. All right. Um, how if I said that? I mean, I did say it, but how if I preached that? And how if I then took passages from uh, First Peter that talked about uh, women not wearing jewelry and, and then 
then I took a couple of the passage about women be, should be modest and they should, you know, um, you know, have head coverings, things of that sort. Okay. Um, it's real easy to preach it because if you misunderstand, if you misinterpret it in the scriptures, you're going to misapply it. And we've got a lot of uh, preachers and teachers who do misapply God's word. Okay. And I'm probably guilty of it at some point too. So I'm not looking down my nose as if I'm the prophet on high who knows God's word perfectly. Okay. Uh, so I, I want to make sure I get that out, but um, doing my best to understand scripture, the, the best way I could explain it to you is if I wrote that down, women in pants are bad or a woman wearing jeans is bad. And I wrote that down, stuck it in a bottle, sent it down the river and then generations later, maybe even decades later, not even generations, decades later, someone uh, finds that bottle on the side uh, of, of a riverbank. They pull it out, they break the glass, and they see that note. Um, it would be real easy for them to say, well, that's what it says, and I want to be a godly Christian. Therefore, all the ladies in the village, you can no longer wear pants. And say, they would believe that came from God on high. But then... If somebody came along and said, I want you to study context, where'd the bottle come from? When was it put in the bottle? And let's just say they go back and they realize that, wow, back in that day, you know, Anderson's day, people sometimes use the word bad for good. Like what? Yeah, that was the way the language was used. You can't take it literally. For instance, back in like the 80s and the 90s, they even had this guy by the name of Michael Jackson who had an album, and guess what the album was called? Bad. Now, you got to be old enough to even know what I'm talking about there. But so, you know, you say, man, that girl is bad, right? Okay, so bad actually could mean good. But if you don't know that and you're just studying the language literally, then you misinterpret it, then you misapply it. So you say women in pants are bad. But actually, maybe the guy who wrote it, David Anderson, might be saying, actually, women in pants are bad, right? And so you got to understand the context. You got to understand the historical times. Uh, you got to understand the culture, right? Because there's a certain group of people that might use the word bad, but meaning good. But there's another group of people in that same culture that just they don't use slang like that. But people who do use slang like that, was that the one who wrote it? You understand? And so the reason why I gave you that illustration is to let you know that Bible interpretation is not always literally what does the word mean, but what does the word mean in the context it was written, in the day it was written, and by whom wrote it? Because David Anderson may use the word bad differently than someone else who's an American but from another culture, and they don't use slang. They use a different kind of slang. Maybe they're from the South, Okay. So that's why somebody might say bet. Now, you may not even know what I meant when I said bet, but I'm going to guarantee you there are people in my subcultural group. When I say bet, when I say solid, they know exactly what I mean. I don't have time to explain it for those who don't know right now, but that's my point. Uh, you can't take words literally without the context, and I hope you understand it today. Lord, thank you for the wisdom. We need it. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen.